and welcome to this week's edition of the Sarah High School Football Podcast. I'm joined here again with Patrick Walsh. Nice and clean cut this week. Look Had at to cut you. it down. It's I good. love it. It's hot. Summer cut. Summer cut. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, this is an exciting podcast. It was such an exciting week um, that we've experienced this week with the first ever win against De La Salle, a uh, football powerhouse that for decades has cleaned the clocks of many football programs in uh, the uh, state and in the country. <laughs> yeah. um, you were actually a Spartan as well, are a Spartan, were a Spartan. Um, we beat them 24 to 21 on September 1st um, on their own turf, and I just kind of wanted to talk about that game. You went in, in it with a lot of emotion, um, and I just wanted to hear from you just how, how the yeah. night went. Well, I mean, it went well for us. I mean, that there was... It seemed like it was going extremely well. Then we had some turnovers in the red zone, and and that's obviously a, I told the newspapers after the game like turnovers. Yes, we turned the ball over, but they also took them away. So depending on your vantage point, <laughs> right. if you're Dale Asai, like look, we hung in there, we gave up some yards, and we forced turnovers, and and I, you know, so there there's a lot of that too there. So I, I always kind of weigh the turnover, the stuff, and and you know we had some blocking errors, some other things that may have led to it, but they also went in there and turned the ball over. So. Obviously, you know, we went down 14 and, and came back in the fourth quarter, which right. shows a ton of resilience, which we showed the week before with all the cramps and everything that we had to deal with at Folsom and two long bus rides. And, you know, it's a collective two-week deal where we faced, you know, two of the top, uh, you know, programs in the Northern California and, and came out with more points than the other team. Now, we have to balance that with the fact that it, it very well could have went the other way, Sure, I think, it was looking um, like that in the third quarter. It, yes. it really was. Yeah. So we're sitting here at two and zero, and it very well could be zero and two. So, so measuring that is is something that we're going to have to you know keep keep humble about and, and keep focus on the fact that hey, a couple bounces the ball goes the other way. It's very quickly zero and two, and everyone's feeling miserable right now. So, and that's you know when you play great games like that, sometimes it does come down to a couple of those bounces. And trust me, we've been on the other side of those. Absolutely, absolutely, many and, um, times. And uh, I just wanted I, you do traditionally a third quarter talk right before right right before the fourth quarter. What did you say to your boys at that point? Because we were down, and it was I think even Rosie had texted me. It's pretty dark on this sideline. Yeah. So I mean, tell me about what you you know how you think you hyped them up or what what they found within them to come back. Yeah, and I, I think there's been games where we've been down 21 to seven where it feels like we're down 100 to 7. <laughs> I'll bet. And this was a game where we were down 21-7, and it almost felt like criminal that we were down 21-7. We've played well enough and, and so well where it felt like it should have been 21-7 our way, at least the way it felt. Now, reality says it wasn't, but just kept told the team, believe, believe in what's going on. We got the wind behind us now. It's the fourth quarter. Anything can happen. And just one moment at a time, like, don't, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't think about the past. Don't think about the future. But... Think about each play and do and do the best you can in those plays. And I think what was great about that, not the speech, but how we executed from that point sure. was, you know, we had zero turnovers. We had zero penalties. I mean, we played really, really clean and efficient Padre football. We had two balls on the ground. They jumped on one uh, or no one ball on the ground. Marley made an interception, obviously, at the end. Right. So that the way we executed and, and held our our poise and competitive integrity in the fourth quarter was what I'm most proud of in that entire game. Um, and that, you know, as a football coach, it's, you got to play 48 minutes. I even told him at halftime, guys, if you want to win this game, if you want to beat this team, right. you are going to have to play 48 minutes to get it done. And it turned out to be 48 minutes. Cause that's the way it's been, you know, their losses of it's incredible. St. Francis was the last play basically, 
Um, when they played Folsom last year, it was the last play. Sarah this year, the last play. I mean, Very last five and that, seconds. That's a testament to Justin and De La Salle and everything they do over there. I mean, you literally have to kill them to beat them. And that's, I gave that's that example. That's what you said last, last week, right? <laughs> I did with my son. Like you, right. you, and it, and it kind of was like, you literally have to go all the way to do it. It's not, and it was never meant to be, you know, Sarah went to, you know, 35 to seven. Like right. just, they're not that type of program and nor are we at this point. So, right. And in terms of how I felt, though, I think it's important to, to understand, like, the, the overwhelming, we obviously were on TV, and we're getting texts from all over the country, and the, the overwhelming theme of the text message I was getting was, you should, you know, I know you've wanted this your whole career, I'm so excited for you, you beat your alma mater. Monkey off the back, the I got that a couple times, like, yeah. You know, and it's like, you know, I didn't feel that way. I, it just, that wasn't, and I didn't feel that way for two reasons. Number one, Beating De La Salle was never like etched in my, my, you know, on my dream diary. List, if I right? had one, yeah, like I gotta, gotta beat De La Salle to be whole. Right, exactly. <laughs> Maybe early on though, to be honest with you, early on, I would say that was a part of it program, when I was building, but, that. and then it just kind of, it faded away because of WCL and the CCS and there's just, there's a, another world over here on this side of the Bay. Sure. And I brought that world with me from the East Bay and that was not healthy. Hence the, all the discussions that we've had about it. And getting away allowed us and getting the, the distance from it allowed me to, uh, to create space and an opportunity for all of us to grow within that. And I don't know if that makes sense, but I, it just really was. And I appreciate it. Sure. And I loved course. all the text messages and it was nice, but it just wasn't. I think maybe it's also week two. And I know like, you know, as a fan, you can maybe celebrate, but I'm not a fan. I'm a coach. I'm the head coach, and I'm worried about everything else that, that comes with being 2-0, beating De La Salle, ego, one of them, and all that stuff. But the other thing that, that I found interesting was, and I told the team this, was I, I got this painting um, in Mexico. When and you were just there in Cabo? I, yeah, yeah, I was just there. And I don't know if the, the people can see it. Your road trip was Rosie, not just Cabo, right? And, and I walked by it, and it really caught my attention. And then... We went out, we, my wife and I were in San Jose del Cabo at an art festival, and it was, it was beautiful, beautiful night, and, and I walked by, and I go, there's something about that I really like, and, but I don't understand it, like, why is the sun crying, like, I wasn't like, a, a, I was just kind of confused, but then I'm like, I need to go back and ask the artist what he, what he was trying to, to do, and in this painting, the, the sun... Yeah, hold it up while you talk about it. This so. is what the, the artist said, and maybe this is why I was drawn to it initially, the sun is crying because the sun's in love with the moon. So the sun loves the moon, but the sun knows he will never be able to have the moon because they exist in opposite Opposites. entities. So it's an opposite deal, right? Very cool. So how does this relate to the Taylor Sal game, right? We've talked a lot, you know, <laughs> we've talked a lot about um, the Joker and the Batman and just opposites always pulling at us and, and these sort of things in life and, I would say that this relates to us because love and fear cannot exist at the same exact time. So if you're living in fear and if you're afraid or you're angry or whatever, you can't truly feel love. Okay. So that's the sun and the moon and the opposite spectrum. If right. you will, the way this, this all relates to De La Salle for me is I, I love De La Salle and I, I've been on that field when, when we've lost, at least as a player, I wasn't on that field, but I've lost in that program and because I love Justin so much and I love my alma mater so much and I love the kids over there and I know what goes into it over there, I felt pain for them. Mm -hmm. I, I really did. And, and I told Justin that and he's like, ah, stop it. Just enjoy it, man. And, 
and I and I have. There's there's some enjoyment. I certainly wouldn't want to be on the of other course, side. Of course. But like the true elation of it was very, very hard for me in the sense that it's hard for me to feel crazy elation when I also feel pain. Right. Because I I you know, I'm so connected to that program on so many levels and just the kids and knowing what they're going through and knowing what they're going through this week and, and all that stuff, like I knew it was like uh. You know, so that's why it's been hard for me to schedule that game, you know. But during that week, I got to a point where because of the distance and because of some other things going on, it was like, we're ready for this. We can do this. Like, I, I can I can live with beating De La Salle. Or and losing. I mean, it was either it was anyone's game, right? It, it was more of getting getting comfortable with winning it because we had lost it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was, that's true. So, Ten times. you know, it's like that, that love and just that, that sure. kind of bond with the program, like just getting the separation, getting to a point where it's, we can, we can win and we can do it gracefully and, and it's available to us. I got to that point on Friday and it was just in the morning and I got to a point where I'm like, it's time, it's time to compete. That's great. And you just kind of flip a switch and all in everything it takes 48 minutes, which we knew it was going to take. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it. Well, it was a tremendous, um, it was a tremendous game. It was, I mean, the best football ESPN nailed it with the first uh, opener for the high school series that they were doing, you know, they're doing like one month, nine games, something like that. Right. So uh, that was definitely a way to charge uh, the fans across the nation, which is great. Um, And uh, tell me about your discussion with Justin afterward. He was what I thought he would be. And true gentleman, true gentleman. And, you know, you deserve it. You earned it. You know, enjoy it. That sort of stuff. So Very he, fun. And we, we've talked throughout the weekend. Talked I was going to say, now you're week. back to texting yeah. every day. Okay, yeah, good. like, where are you All's at? Good. How's your team doing? How's St. Francis good look? And How's Central Catholic <laughs> look? Like, we're, you know, we, for yeah, both sure. of us, you, you can't lose twice to Sarah. I would tell my team, if we lost, you cannot lose twice to... Bellarmine or St. Francis, because in this league, if you're all bent out of shape from your last loss, you're going to lose another one. Right. So it's, it's time to move on. And you can't be so high in a win that, uh, you know, you think Central Catholic is going to come in here and lay down because right. it's actually the exact opposite because they, they went through some pain last week and they're uh-huh. a very proud program. I will get to that. But, we will get to that. So, I, I definitely, anyway. I want to just bring up really quickly. Um, you talked about um, Marley and his interception. Um, I know it's a very emotional game for him, right? Um, he's a new player to our team, number eight. Yeah. Could you talk about, uh, about him just a little bit and about how he played? And yeah, you know, I mean, he grew up he over here. Was, yeah. yeah. He grew up over here. And, and when he, you know, chose to go to De La Salle. I was depressed because, I mean, we've, we've seen him for years around sure. here. He's, he's best friends with Jabari Man, And, you know, but he chose to go to De La Salle. The family moved over there and it's, hey, that's life, right? And right. then, you know, he still has family over here, has family over there. He's driving back and forth and gas went to $8 or $7 and things just became painful to, to do. You could a, thank a inflation life. for this game. Yeah, it's been a beautiful right? thing. Yeah, <laughs> just, it's, inflation led to Marley coming to Sarah. And that interception. <laughs> and it led to, a, right. yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. We can, that's a Kevin Bacon thing, I think. Totally. You know, which is all Six degrees. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, um, our quarterback, Maui, did amazing. Yeah. Um, we really saw him run out of the pocket so many times and just throw bullets and connect. Yeah. He did a great job. Um, Jay yeah. Webb, Villa Roman, Jabari Ban, everybody played amazing. Our defense yeah. was crazy. Um, Judy A with his clutch kicks. I yeah. mean, the pressure that he uh, must have endured with that game-winning uh, yeah. goal. Um, he sure uh, really shined that night too. And, um, yep. and I, w- I brought up to you before the, um, and I know you don't read the newspaper as much as I do because <laughs> after a game, but, um, but his sportsmanship, uh, there's a picture in the uh, Mercury news of him 
stopping yeah. his celebration with his fellow Padres to help a Spartan off the field. And um, I, not only was I so happy to see that picture because he's such a great kid, but also just um, I think it's you know very reflective of what you what you teach our boys with sportsmanship and yeah. um, the level that you hold them to. Do you want to talk about? about what you expect from your players? And yeah, I mean, I think that's a reflection of both programs. And that sure. night, I didn't think anyone talked any smack to each other. I, there was nothing but respect for both programs. It was, it was the, it's the pinnacle of high school sports, really, when you get two programs like that, that are faith-based programs that believe in, in each other first and then go out there and put their best foot forward. And that's what we saw from De La Salle and Sarah. And it was on display on ESPN. And, you know, sadly, one team had to, win it to lose, Absolutely. one team had to win. And uh, but, you know, seeing that sort of display, my, my buddy, Ali Abreu, who coaches at Blessed Trinity in Georgia, was like, wow. uh, you know, and we played at De La Salle together. Oh, no way. And he was just like, wow, that was that's just great high school football. It was. It was and, great and to have Dylan. This just that's what it is. I mean, it's a, it's mutual love. Well, for 48 minutes, it's we got to get after it. And it, it was really on display. Dylan showed that. Um, we also went four for four on special teams in our goals. I was going to ask about that. Yeah, it's okay. perfect segue. So. We went four for four on special teams with our goals. We hit all of our PATs. We hit um, our field goal. You know, so that that's you can't take that for granted. You know, you make a PAT. Look at Florida State LSU. I mean, their ball got blocked. Oh my God, it was so heartbreaking to come ninety nine yards, tie the game, and then a PAT gets blocked. Oh, yeah. Every point matters. So I was very proud of Dylan. Uh, proud of, of Padrati. Our protection held up when we went four for four in the kicking he game. He played amazing. Yes. he's just on the rise. Yeah, it's been great. Number thirty five. So, and then we Goligoski, went I mean, now I'm thinking of all these, everybody played so well. So I hope that the failure to mention the names isn't a result of no. them not playing awesome. It's a team. It is a total team. I mean, oligarchy had a great game again. 100%. Um, Danny New had a great game. And it's just, Bill Martin, we can't, true. yeah. I mean, we can't name them all, but we, we're going to try to do this season on this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I know it's important to everybody. <laughs> yeah. This is a good game to celebrate the, the team aspect, sure. but, and you know, so our, our special teams went four for four defense went three for four. And then clearly offense went one for four. So we were eight for 12, which is 67%, which is always right on the border. Like, is it good enough? And it kind of almost wasn't because one of the sides went one for four. And that's where the turnovers come right. in. Some penalties, some other chaotic things on offense that we definitely need to clean back up. Back-to-back fumbles, forward. right? Yeah. In the end yeah. zone, near the end zone. Red zone scoring right. is, is one of them, yeah. Awesome. So um, if you could pick two takeaways that you have implemented in practice this week, like two things you learned from that game about this team, being that it's only their second game playing as a team together, mm-hmm. what would two of, of the takeaways? They don't have to be the only ones, but... Um, well, this is going to sound sad to our fans, but fear is one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> because what the game means on one level mm-hmm. can lead to pain on another level. Sure. So... As the head coach, this week's theme is, you know, kind of ego versus fear. And Central Catholic is, they just lost by 40, maybe for the first time in the history of their program. Right. And they have, a, they have an energetic, legendary coach who doesn't like that. We were just and, watching him, actually, in yeah. his response to that. Yes. I mean, he, this, is not, this is a proud football program. Mm-hmm. So they're dealing with some of the things they're dealing with when you lose by 40, in a, the, one of the proudest programs in the state of California. And we're dealing with something we've never done, uh, beating De La Salle on right. national TV. Right. So, uh, so fear is one of them. But the, on the positive note, just how we played in that fourth quarter, if, if that can be duplicated over mm-hmm. four quarters or two quarters, or that's what I want to hang on to on right. the positive. Like, guys, we have it in us to be... Potential, yes. Yeah, and if we can, if we can hold on to that, 
and continue to, to strive to be that, which was basically perfect in the fourth quarter, which is really hard to do under pressure and, and duplicate that for you know, our Central Catholic game in St. Francis getting into WCL play. And then, you know, then the sky's the limit, but it's, it's always going to be a war. I'm right. telling you, it's going to be a war. Yeah. yeah. Good. Well, thank you for that. Um, so Padres in the preseason, we've watched two games, powerhouses. We were just, we've been talking about them the whole time. Um, what would you say the difference is if there is one from the, the teams we've been playing now and the teams we're about to play when the WCAL begins? The difference? Um, not much, really. Not much. Okay. Uh, obviously, De La Salle, I would say, stand, has stood alone, stands alone. Of course, of course. Uh, but Folsom High School is, you know, all of these, you know, Folsom would compete in the WCAL. And if, if not win it, right. year in and year out, they've, they've another proud program where they have amazing coaching and, and, you know, kids in their bulldog jerseys growing up as kindergartners. Like, Please I'm going to play, <laughs> play on the blue someday. Like, they do a great job of branding their program. Same with De La Salle in terms of just what it means. I remember when I was in, I was in third grade. I'm, I'm going De La Salle. It was just it was a no-brainer. I just, just laser focus. Same with Central Catholic when you're playing these type of schools. WCL is the same way. I mean, people dream about going to Bellarmine and St. Francis and SI and right. Reardon and all these great schools. Midi, like it's it's just so it, it's something that uh, I would say is very similar. It's very similar to what we're going to see throughout the rest of the year. It's a very tough schedule. We have a very tough schedule. Definitely. Well, um, just I guess just to close the loop before we get to the big game this weekend. Just it's it's been really hot. I'm sweating right now. Um, is I mean, how have the boys done this week? Um, are, has it been a good practice week? Is it, are they tired yeah. from there too or what? So without sounding super crazy, which maybe I am a little bit, but without sounding super crazy, it's never hot in San Mateo. It's never hot. It in San <laughs> it's not hot. It's never right hot now. in San Mateo. And that's relative to Texas, Modesto, right. Folsom, Folsom, Concord, Concord. I mean, it's never hot here. It's always relatively cool. Right. While it's been in the 90s this week, it's 120 in Concord. True. And, you we know, Justin explain. told me that they measured their, their turf at 178 <gasps> degrees. No way. Like if you touched it. And they had to practice it seven to nine at night. And these are the things that we do not have to deal with here. While we're mindful of it and we're getting a lot of water breaks and doing all the right things. And, sure. you know, we don't want to have any issues. We're, a lot more of that stuff this Hydration week. Hydration and, yeah. I will not allow a Sarah team to ever say it's hot. <laughs> So. It just can't happen. Only a Sarah <laughs> podcaster. I mean, uh, you're allowed to. You're allowed to. But for us, it's not hot. It's just not yeah. hot. I lived in Texas, and you know, I spent 18 months. It was a, it was over 100 degrees, over 100 degrees with humidity for 120 straight days. I can't even. I can't even. Okay, that's hot. That's hot. And and then people tell me Austin's not hot. Like Houston's hot. And then you go, okay, well Florida's hot. And it's like, okay, the desert's hot. Like this, it's not gonna. I'm not just not even go there. Right. Sorry. sorry. Right. But it's but, been a good week? But it's not been a good week. No. Oh. It's not been a good week, yeah. <laughs> what? It's, it's not because of the heat, though. It's not because of the heat, but it's just, again, I'm, I'm concerned because of, you know, you, when you beat the number two team in Northern California, then beat the number one team in California, I'm Northern California, where we're three, and now we're one. Right. And, and it's, just, it's, it's just hard to, it's hard to continue to stay focused in the present, right? So right, right now it's easy to get trapped in the past. Think about all the great things we've done mm-hmm. in the first two weeks of the season. So when people live in the past, they're, they're destined for failure. Trying to get us out of the past, trying to get us in the moment, doing everything we can to focus on our attention on this week. It's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, ego and reality, I talked about the first podcast. Absolutely. Reality doesn't really care what happened last week. Right. only matters what's happening right now because this is real. 
What you and I are doing are real. It's the only thing that matters. Okay. What happens in the future? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in practice today, but what I do know is this is real right now. And if I can get us to, to think that way throughout the rest of the week, you know, hopefully we can turn it for the better. That's great. It's been a tough week. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, it's um, we're heading now into our first home game uh, opener for non-league, of course, um, against the banged up Central Catholic Raiders. Um, they're com- they're one and two coming off a huge loss to St. Mary's in Stockton. Yeah. Um, and did you watch that game? I did. You did. Yeah. And it and was. I, and I, I, they watched them play St. Francis. They rushed for 400 yards. They barely lost the game by all accounts. In a tight game like that, they could have won. Mm-hmm. Um, then the, the St. Mary's game, they lost. I mean, we have a tough schedule, but this team has the toughest schedule ever made in the history of California. Wow. In my opinion. Wow. Anyway, ever. Because after they play us, they play St. John Bosco, which is the number one team and in the nation. And they're traveling there. I think they're going there, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, Roger is one tough dude, man. Coach Canapa is yeah. one tough dude. And that's... Most teams are a reflection of their coaches. This is one tough program. And where you look at them on film over time, what happened last week was a total aberration in the history of that program. And we better not be like uh, schedule picking or scoreboard watching or any of that stuff. If they, we watched a lot of 2021 film and looking at these guys, these guys are very, very talented, very tough, very well coached. They have two way players that are, twice the size of some of our guys that never come off the field. I mean, this is a tough group of people. And they're hungry. They're definitely coming off of that loss. They've got some, you know, preparation for John Bosco too, right? I know. And um, I think of our pit moments. This is a pit moment mm -hmm. for them. Like when you're just thrust into the pit, how are you going to come out? Are you going to lay down there and die? Are you going to come out like the Batman in the pit? And we're expecting their very best this weekend. I, I would be shocked if I saw anything but what I'm used to seeing from Central Catholic High School. Right. Well, good. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. Um, anything, um, you know, anything special that you're doing to, to uh, avoid a letdown? I mean, I, I mean, aside from just focus and, and yeah, being in the now? I wouldn't say, no. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say that. Maybe me, I'm yelling a little bit more and voice is a little bit scratchy. And, but for me, it, it's a, <laughs> it can be a reward either way. I mean, it's, remember, True. remember the preseason is all about learning. It's all about learning lessons, and sometimes the best lessons are learned the hard way. And I don't root for those sort of things, but I know what's coming on Saturday. I have the wisdom and the knowledge. I don't have to play, and I'm not a kid, and I've been coaching for a long time. I know what's coming Saturday. Coach Peralta knows what's coming Saturday. Coach Monswood knows. We all know what's coming Saturday. Hopefully the kids know what's coming Saturday, but we won't know until that ball's kicked off. And, you know, if, if it, the benefit of the doubt should go to us right now, but I've been there before, and kids are kids, and, and we're, we're, we're banged up, too. Right. I mean, we've, we've played two 48-minute games in, in exhausting heat. and um, On the road. On the road and bus rides and doing crazy stuff. And, you know, people said, hey, you know, who, who are you going to talk to about the schedule? Of course, it's me, and we talked about it before. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it, it's real. I mean, it's, it's very, very difficult. And it's a, it's a great challenge. It's not something we're backing down from. It's not something the coaches are backing down from. So, you know, hopefully we just we give a great competitive effort on, on Saturday and, and hope for the best on the scoreboard. That's where I'm at. That's awesome. And I, I feel like in, in uh, previous podcasts, we've um, really taken the time to talk about the coaches. So I'd like to do that at some point because you have such an incredible staff um, of just dedicated uh, football lovers that really know the game. They just bring so much uh, yep. intelligence to the game. So, um, yep. all right. Well, 1.30 um, at Sarah for... Uh, 
our kickoff against yeah. Central Catholic. Um, this will also be our kickoff for our first Padre game day barbecue. So oh, if you nice. want a tri-tip sandwich, come on Let's down. Go. And um, I wanted to shout out Poly Day will be on October 22nd against Archbishop Mitty. And that's always a fun t- time for our community members to come on and see some good football and, and celebrate our Polynesian community. Cool. And then lastly, for any little Padres, potential Padres listening, just a reminder that admission season has started. So our applications portal is open and uh, it's a good time to be a Padre. Come on in. All right. Well, thank you, Coach Walsh. I will say this tri-tip thing is exciting because we we haven't done it before. And the two tri-tips that, you know, from scouting and everything, (laughs) number one right now is is Hollister High School down in San Benito. Unbelievable tri-tip sandwiches. Unbelievable. We should play them in the preseason next year. We should. We should. tri-tip. Yeah, we'll give a call down there. That'd be great just for the (laughs) tri-tip. And then Valley Christian has a... a, I've had that before, yes. They have a mean tri-tip and the smoke's coming up in the corner, so... Let's see. I mean, we got to compete in everything. I mean, maybe our tri-tip. Uh, I've been there dusting off the, get the old tri- barbecue. Tri-tip I've been seeing it this week. Got to get it going, man. You know. <laughs> anyway, thank awesome. you. Well, Coach Walsh, thanks for your time. Go Padres.